Greetings, friends. Welcome to our third installment of your online retreat called Renewing Your Wonder. It's based on our book, When Monday Comes. Today, we will reflect now on prayer and the three dynamic forms it takes. So here is Bishop Gilmore to begin. Thank you, Jacqueline, and thank you, friends, for being with us today. When you watch a priest at the altar, taking bread in his hands, what do you really see? For some, not much, I'm afraid. But for others, a great deal. For the engraver and soldier and painter and poet, who was also a man of deep faith, for David Jones, who died in the 1950s, it was a very great deal indeed. He begins his long poem, Anathemata, with these words. We already, and first of all, discern him making this thing other. This is what the Eucharist is all about. Making this thing, the bread and the wine, making this thing other. This is really what the priest is all about. This is what the church is all about. And this is what the world, you and me, what we should be all about. The Mass is the prayer as Catholics understand it. It is the one same death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, transformed into ritual and thus extended into our space and our time. The Mass makes us other by uniting us with the person of the risen Lord. It makes us other if we allow this to happen. Our personal prayer, too, will continue deepening this deepening action of the Lord, will make us other, will make us more like him, if, again, we allow it to happen. The whole thing starts when we are children, when someone we love teaches us some special words. It may be the Our Father, perhaps, or the Hail Mary too, or the whole rosary even. These special words, or others like them, teach us about the other that Jesus was and is and about the other, that we, you and me, are meant to become. 
the Trinity, creation, redemption, grace, the virtues, heaven. We take in all these large things by osmosis when we are young, without ever being aware that we are learning anything at all. This is what our church calls vocal prayer, words we say aloud. The time will come when they will not be enough for us, these words, and we have to move beyond them. And there will come another time when we will cling to such words as these, even as a drowning man clings to a rope hanging on for dear life. If prayer starts there, it does not end there. When we are roughly seven or eight years old, we are drawn deeper into the mystery of God. What happens is we begin to wonder about all these words they have given us. We begin to wonder just what these words really mean. We find ourselves filled with hundreds of questions, and the questioning reaches a crescendo when we become adolescents, a stage that lasts longer and longer these days. Our prayer thus becomes not about words only, but also about thoughts. It becomes thinking about God, reflecting on him and his relationship with the people he has chosen to be his own. This is the time we really get to know him by immersing ourselves in the stories of the Old Testament and immersing ourselves even more in the stories of the New Testament. The church usually calls this second form of prayer meditation. It will last as long as the Lord wants it to last, as we add to our storehouse of what we know of him and of his ways. If we are faithful to this, there will surely come a time when he will ask us to go beyond it. How do you begin in this life of prayer? We used to have, when I was a child, signs at each railroad crossing that would say, Stop, look, listen. Stop what you're doing in the car. Look both ways and listen to see if you hear a train coming. Stop, look, listen is a good way to think about beginning this kind of prayer, too. Stop whatever it is you're busy about. Put it aside. Call to mind the presence of God in your life. Focus on Him. And when you stop, you should then look. Look at where the Lord is to be found. 
A very easy way to do that is to look at the Word of God, the readings of each day's Mass. God always has something to say to you today that He did not say yesterday and that He will not say tomorrow. He speaks to you, just to you, in those readings. You can look, too, at the persons, the places, and the things and events around you each day. He speaks to you in these things as well. The Bible is a privileged place, to be sure, but he speaks to you in all the events of your day. We find it harder to hear him uh, in what he says to us in these events, but what he says in them is usually important for us to hear. Stop what you're doing, look where the Lord is to be found, and then listen. Listening is hard for many of us, but he comes closer and closer to us with his dissolving, healing presence when you let your praying go beyond words and just to listening for him. So how do you begin? You stop, look, and listen. And I want to make one, one thing very clear to you. All of us, not just some of us, not just the monks in the monastery and the nuns in the convents and the priests in the rectories, all of us are called to such slowly changing prayer in our lives. You won't want to miss it because it is the adventure of your life the great fact of your life. Thank you, Bishop Gilmore. This is Jacqueline Lowe now, and I want to reflect on what you just said about prayer. You know, when I experienced my conversion, I did not know how to pray. In fact, I found it very difficult to pray because no one taught me how. I knew the Our Father, and I knew the Hail Mary simply because it was taught to us in primary school. But as you know, I attended public school, so my prayer life was almost silenced. No one taught me that I could have this real relationship with him. And even if my mom or dad said to me, you know, you could always talk to God, I kind of was wondering, well, how do I start? What do I talk to him about first? What do I say? Bishop Gilmore speaks about distraction. And in prayer, I was heavily distracted, thinking about myself, thinking about my family, thinking about my worries. And I thought, geez, you know, God, I just need your peace. And because of that, I decided to take the plunge. I wanted to learn how to pray. So I opened up the Bible, and I came across a wonderful story and it was about Samuel and Eli. It's a familiar story of God speaking to someone, a person, Samuel, when he was in the temple in Israel. And the Lord took the initiative to say to Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel didn't understand that the Lord was calling him, that he was attempting to speak to him. He thought it was his mentor, Eli. But after three attempts, you know, Samuel, Samuel, 
Samuel. Eli finally understood that God was trying to communicate with him. And Eli then looked at Samuel and said, Hey, you know, Samuel, next time, say to the Lord, Speak, your servant is listening. And Samuel's like, Yeah, okay. And he did just that when the Lord called him again, Samuel, Samuel. Now, friends, just think about it. God had called them three times when finally Samuel said, Your servant is listening. Isn't God patient? I think God has called me at least ten times, maybe more, before I started to say I was listening too. It was hard for me because I couldn't see him. It was hard for me in the beginning because I couldn't hear him. So it, it really dawned on me that I had to have this deep, deep faith that he was present. Luckily for me, though, because of the gifts that I received, because of the healing gifts, when I prayed with people, I heard his voice, literally heard in my heart, resonating forth to express God's love and desire to heal these people. And when I heard that, the communication that happened between the Lord and the people whom I brought to him and heard this discussion, this discourse, I realized that, hey, you know, I want that too. How do I prepare? How do I ask the Lord to enter me so that I could feel like I can speak to him? Again, what do I say? I was really inspired by some of the saints. And as I read about them, uh, and I, I rarely did this until I was trying to research how do these people start? How did God speak to them? I started to look up St. Francis of Assisi, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Joan of Arc, you know, the Blessed Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and St. Faustina. And all of them, the common thread that lies in all of these saints is that they, they actually had this discourse, this friendly, wonderful talk, I guess daily, with the Lord. And in it, the Lord gave them their mission and gave them courage and gave them confidence and gave them more faith and more grace. Which at that time I thought, wow, that's a wonderful thing because I wanted that. I wanted something mysterious and supernatural that I could rely on. And I wanted to know how I can offer my love back to the Lord. And I wanted to be loved. This was, Bishop explained this to me, the extraordinary gift, extraordinary gift of the Spirit who builds that community, builds our communion with Him so that we can be desirous of prayer. So the first step then was for me to learn how to discern his voice correctly, how to pray, how to pray all over again. I mean, I wasn't doing it wrong, but I wanted to know how to more effectively hear him and more effectively speak to him. So with that thought, I imagine that I had this Wi-Fi system and that God could download anytime he wanted. 
The only problem was I was on dial-up. And it seemed like my own internal Wi-Fi system was way too slow. And I knew that I couldn't hear him. So what I had to do was to bolster my Wi-Fi in order to receive the signals so that I could receive this connection. Heaven's a little bit too far. So then I decided to subscribe to cable. You know, faster speeds and all that. Cable was much better. And in knowing so, I could actually hear God speaking a little faster. And I can hear the words then. But still, I wanted to know more. Yeah, I can hear the Lord. With cable, I knew that I could hear the Lord speaking to me. But still, I wanted it faster. I wanted to hear the Lord. I wanted to have this relationship with Him. I wanted talking in real time. So I decided to subscribe to optics. Optics would be better. That would help me then to have this relationship with the Lord. And what does that mean? It means like lightning speed prayer. Of course, using these analogies helped me to think and consider about how I would like to evolve my prayer life. Sometimes that meant for me passive listening. Sometimes it meant active listening. And passive listening was something the Lord was trying to teach me. What he first said was, Okay, you have to blank out, blank your mind. I mean, right now, I understand that to be called meditation. So blanking out was a spirit saying to me, Okay, I would like to fill you with my beautiful presence. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. And how did I first do that? The Lord just said, Close your eyes and think of nothing. Sort of blanking out to me. And he said, offer me your will. I didn't know what will meant, but I think I understood what he was alluding to. What he was saying is, don't think about yourself. Don't think about all the things that you need to do. Think about only the time that you want to spend with me. Just spend the time with me and think about being free from inside so you're not in control of this conversation. Just sort of like, give me all your barriers. Give me your thoughts. Give me your sins. Give me your heart. In order for me to be present within you, I would like you to just be nothing. Be clay, I guess. So that I could just continue to work with you. And that's all. Leave it up to me. So I said, okay, I, I guess that's how it is. So I decided to give the Lord my insurance and say, Okay, let's try this. So I said one day, I offer you my will. Offering the Lord my will was the most important step that I had ever taken. And I said, okay, God, I'm not thinking of anything. I'm just meditating on how much I really, really thank you. And I really, really am glad that you're present in my life. And then I just did nothing. I just sort of sat there, like the lump of clay he wanted to be to be and that was easy and when I did that something really wonderful beautiful happened I started to feel peace now I don't know they say it's because you're breathing slowly and because you're still I, yeah I think that had to do with it a part of it for sure but I began to feel this interior grace stirring in my heart as if I knew and I felt with great assurance that God's presence was within me and I begin to feel not alone. 
that was like listening to the Lord, being able to listen to Him without broadband, without cable, but with supersonic optics right away. And that's the kind of communication that I was truly striving for. Then, and even now, the most effective communication that I have with the Lord is through this silence, through just me sitting with Him and thinking about just Him. The Church calls that kind of prayer contemplation. That first step meant a lot to me, and it was almost like the Lord was saying to me, I'm just going to take you through baby steps. Then he asked me to be a little bit more active after the silence. What does that mean? It means I was going to use my voice and my intelligence and my, my will to do one thing, which was to thank him. Thank him for this day. Thank him for his presence in my life. Thank him for my family. Thank him for my friends. Thank him for the gift of being alive. All these things. And I had a whole list. I'm sure you do too. Because it made me more aware, and it probably will make you more aware too, how much we depend on him and how much the Lord is so wonderful and so much of a father to us. He really wants to give us so many things to please us. Giving thanks to the Lord kept me positive and also increased my faith in a Lord that I could not see and I could not touch. So the silence in the beginning and the thanksgiving really set me up, really helped me to become closer to Him in this, in this prayer, in this lesson of prayer. And then right after that, He said, you know, I'm the Lord your God. Um, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I am three in one. And He said, you know, learn also, Jacqueline, how to praise me. How to say, wow, Lord, you know, you are amazing. You are, you are my God. Okay, so then I thought, praise and worship? This was odd, because doesn't God already know that he's already the best and that we all love him? Anyway, after that, I looked up hymns, and I started to look up Christian contemporary rock songs. And then I started going to the concerts, and I realized with all my friends praising the Lord with music and song was another form of prayer. His joy began to emanate and all around the room and I started to feel it. And I started to feel so happy and joyful for the Lord that, yeah, He is my God. That was awesome. And I started to realize this is an active way for me to pray. Song was praise and praise was prayer. This was new to me. And all of it, the silent prayer, the thank you prayers, and the songs of praise helped me to realize that prayer was simply about loving God. I guess it's as simple as that. And now, friends, we would like to know how your prayer life is going. You have now heard our reflections and I can add a number of questions that might help you explore the implications of those reflections. There are seven questions. Number one, do I create a quiet place to pray that is my own and conducive to prayer? 
a comfortable chair, a candle, pictures of Jesus, Our Lady, the saints? Do I have a Bible there to hear the Word of God? Is my rosary there? Do I turn off my smartphone for the duration of my prayer? Do my family members know not to interrupt you when you are there? Number two, have I cultivated in the past a real habit of prayer? Do I take time out for alone time with God? Number three, do I know what times of the day I pray most effectively? Number four, of the three forms of prayer, which am I most comfortable with at this time? Do I talk more? Do I think more? Or do I rest with the Lord more? Number five, do I write my thoughts and reflections in a journal? Do I review my prayer briefly when I finish? Number six, do I have a prayer partner with whom I can share what has happened in my prayer time? And number seven, do I truly believe that God is listening to me and that he will answer my prayers in his way, if not in my own way? These questions might help you to explore more deeply this wide world of prayer. This is Bishop Gilmore and Jacqueline Lowe. Thank you for being with us today on our podcast on prayer, Three Dynamic Ways to Pray. And we invite you to be with us uh, next week for our podcast entitled Watch for Road Hazards, Sin and Barriers. It's been so good of you to be with us today. We look forward to uh, being with you again next week and in the rest of the podcast to come. Goodbye and God bless.